Welcome back, friends, to Watch Closely. It's the weekly show where we take a closer look at the world of movies, television, and what's streaming. Today, we're going to be talking about news from Lord of the Rings. We got a Godzilla TV show coming to Apple TV. We got new trailers for Moon Knight, Cuphead, and The Gilded Age. And we also answer some of your Twitter questions. But first, you know him as a man whose quarrel is with Roslyn, not me. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. Ernie, how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello, my friend. I'm doing, you know, let me answer your question, dude. Uh, <laughs> you know how you know how James Brown always sang about it? Oh, yeah. I feel good. <laughs> and uh, wait, hold on. Random thing. Let me tell you this. Is, uh, is that quote, well, obviously that quote is, is uh, Romeo and Juliet, but that's not from that movie, is it? No. Oh, no, Ro- uh-huh. maybe I said her name wrong. Cause- Rosalind is the girl that Romeo dates bef- before he meets Juliet in the novella. I didn't do whatever. it justice. Maybe I should do it. Okay. No, no, no. Your fine. quarrel, let me do it with the accent. <laughs> Your quarrel is with Rosalind, not me. I can't do her accent, but like. Then I don't know. <laughs> ah, okay. I what was trying it? to look up famous quotes from Downton Abbey. Oh, we're talking- my. The Gilded oh. Age this week. So I was like, dude, I, I wonder if he'll get it. <laughs> That's really oh obscure my. one. I, oh, yeah. I did my best. I'm sorry. No, man. no, you're <laughs> good. That was, that was uh, dude, that is an obscure, dude. I didn't ask you. How are you today? I'm doing well. The week's been flying by, bro. I feel like this is a really busy week. I know for you as well, like it's been just nonstop, one thing after another. How, are you hanging in there? Are you, yeah, how are you dude. surviving? I'm doing well. I mean, it's crazy because... My setup every time we've done a podcast has been like different every time. And right now I'm in, uh, <laughs> I think I was telling you before, but I'm in like uh, Harry Potter's room, you know, under the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> the only person that fits is me and Dobby in here. No, but it's not bad, but it's just, it's not my setup. And it just, it's that little awkwardness of not having the mic, you know, like the way I like it. It's just, you know, it's it, like when you different. get home from vacation and you have a good night's sleep on your own bed and it just feels right versus like a hotel mattress bed. It's just something's off, right? Is that kind of how you feel? Yes, exactly. It's like if I was to put on someone else's underwear is what I <laughs> <laughs> is what I would compare it well, to. Well, just that Family Guy episode where they accidentally switch underwear. They start behaving like each other. <laughs> I don't recall Like that. it gets switched at the laundromat. I don't, That's awesome. Well, okay, let's get into the news this week. We're going to go over some of your Twitter questions you guys have posted throughout the week. But uh, if you guys have specific questions you want to get on the show, definitely tweet at us at WatchfulTweets or use the hashtag WatchClosely. Hashtag WatchClosely. And we'll be sure to get your question on the show. So, Oh, that's awesome. With all that, I love that. I mean, I didn't do it. I just started using it. But uh, <laughs> with all that said, let's get into the first topic of the news. And I'm, I'm excited to talk about this already. Set it up for us. Yes. We're going to talk Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. So we got a, a brand new trailer, and all we got is the name of the show. And basically, in the trailer, it's just people <laughs> basically welding into some type of wood and putting out the name of Lord of the Rings, right? You, that's all we got. Pretty, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was just called the announcement trailer. So it, yeah. it was literally just the name of the show. So we got, it's going to be called the Rings of Power. And you're right, it had like a... Metal pouring into wood, like you said, but I yeah. think people thought it was CGI, but it was actually done in camera. I was like, yeah. wow, that's pretty awesome. I know. And I saw someone post the behind the scenes of it, and I was like, no freaking way. This is real, dude. Even you said to me, you're like, 
wait, <laughs> it's not CG? And I was like, I love when people, you know how when you go on TikTok and you see these people that are blacksmithing for some reason still in this time, <laughs> you know, they make some sort of Viking doors or something like that. I compared it to that and I was like, wow, this is freaking neat. What a way to introduce such a great franchise and, and you know, and name it, obviously. So right before yeah. we move on from that, what do you think about the name? I love the name, dude. I think it looks like it belongs in the series. It feels like it fits right in there with the rest of the books, like Fellowship of the Rings. For being an announcement teaser, I thought this was really well done. I thought the the fact that they took the time to actually do it, actually pour the metal, actually create these pieces, and then like the voiceover was from the ring verse poem that kind of foreshadows what's going to happen in the series. And I don't know, there's just so many cool things. Uh, what did you think? I, I was. No, yeah, I agree away. with you. It was a great setup. I mean, obviously we didn't get, we didn't get much of it, but like you said, the initial, you know, saying of, you know, that, that, what is it like a limerick, I guess, of telling you about all the rings that are being created. And the majority of the story is going to be obviously middle earth during the second age. So you're going to get the forging of the rings, the rise of the dark Lord Sauron, uh, the tale of, of Numenor. I'm sorry, I'm saying that wrong. And uh, was like the greatest civilization of men. That That's where it's, that's what it, it's primarily going to be based on. And then also the last alliance of elves and men. So I think it's probably going to show you that part where he goes, cast it to the fire. And then he's like, He's like, no. And then he goes, Isildur. <laughs> you remember that? It's such a sweet yeah. scene with Hugo weaving. But yeah, yeah, so we're I think gonna, it might lead up yeah. to that battle, right? It might lead up to that last battle that you see in the very beginning of um, yeah, it's, Peter Jackson's cool. trilogy. If I'm not mistaken, I might be wrong. I, like I said, I don't know all the lore, but I think Legolas can come out because he's he stays young. I'm not sure how they're going to make uh, Orlando Bloom you know, look like that. I, I'm sure he still looks pretty young, but they can get a lot of the older characters that we see in the movies and bring them back. And so I, I think I'm more curious to see how they're going to tie them into it and how it's going to fall in line with the trilogy and the Hobbit movies and all that. So there's a lot of cool stuff here. And I, I, I'm just really excited and I'm glad that this is a thing and uh, we're getting more of it because I think last we had spoken, I bought the 4K Lord of the Rings trilogy, right? right. And it's such a treat, dude. I words can't express it i think you guys should definitely check them out if you guys haven't uh but yeah okay so let me let me throw a couple more easter eggs at you the o has some elvish on it and somebody was able to decipher the elvish and it says something about one for the dark lord foreshadowing sauron that was pretty cool and then as galadriel's talking she's saying nine for the mortal men doomed to die which is foreshadowing the fall of namor like you were saying and at that moment you see a rush of water come over the metal as it's cooling and that's what happens i don't want to like you know if you read the books you know what happens but i thought just the like little attention to detail in this like we didn't get much we didn't get any characters all we got was this little reveal and i thought man, they're, they're taking their time to really do it right. I felt like to me, like I just got super hyped just watching this quick little 30 seconds. Plus my last little thing, the music that was playing over it was confirmed to be composed by Howard Shore, which did the original soundtrack. So that's pretty cool, dude. Like he's going to be helping out with the series as well. So I was, I was nerding out a little bit. Yeah, I think it has a lot going for it. And 
this is Amazon flexing the money they have, right? Even Jeff Bezos uh, posted a picture of him with the mantle that they created in the in the trailer or whatever. The wooden uh, logo, the, yeah, yeah, the wooden logo. Thank you. And uh, you know he's posing with it or whatever, and and people were like making fun of it. Obviously, everyone. Uh, makes fun of Jeff Bezos. He's like a meme, but <laughs> that is showing you he's a big fan. Yes, and he's dude. The amount of money that they're dropping on this is freaking crazy. And oh yeah, I mean, it's the most expensive show in history, I believe. Yeah, which is, I mean, in a, in a way, Jace, I, I think it needs to be right for us to kind of get what we what we got when we saw the movies the first time. It, it, it needs to go back to that and, and it's going to be so interesting because this this show is going to get dissected so much because this has really hardcore fans i'm talking like people that are to another level to the 10th degree they're they're gonna they're gonna judge this so harshly if it doesn't do one thing right and so i think the amount of money and time that they're trying to spend on this show i think it's going to be good for it so I, i'm excited yeah. for it i know a lot of people are like like have their fingers crossed like please let this be good please let this be awesome you know like i think everyone's rooting for it yeah i think i think that's why i was talking to you last time when we had discussed wheel of time and and uh how people saw wheel of time a lot of people didn't like it and yeah they were so, worried they're like oh this better not be a foreshadowing of lord of the Rings." exactly so i i don't think so i think you guys are from what it seems like you're gonna feel like this is part of the lord of the rings that's what i'm thinking and the other like last little tidbit that we found out during this announcement was that it's going to be TV 14. That was a little unexpected. I was surprised people were saying, oh, it's going to be kind of a Game of Thrones equivalent. But I think this. Yeah, I feel like you don't need that. I don't recall watching Lord of the Rings and being like, this is really violent. And this has too much. I think it was, I was more intrigued to the story. And I honestly feel that I could probably show this to my daughter like sometime when she's like 10 I don't think you need to be over the top with violence and yeah, and I don't think J.R. Tolkien ever wanted it that way. Like I don't think he ever envisioned it to be super graphic or anything. It's more about the story yeah. and the characters, right? No, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think well, obviously their journey, right? Uh, it just so, yeah, I don't know. I, Amazon is like a family service, if that makes sense. I think mostly people who have families have Amazon. You know how they say uh, Netflix and chill, Amazon and commit. <laughs> <laughs> it's true I mean, so you know what i mean so, I, I think they're trying to get that audience and uh, do they own the rights to lord of the rings do you know or just to that the to be able to create this amazon did acquire the rights to lord of the rings back in 2017 so okay. they do so that's cool yeah and i mean they have the money to get some really great writers and definitely uh, uh do more with it but talking about <laughs> tv series here did you hear about our next topic jason I did, bro. Oh, my gosh. So Okay, so Legendary Television has announced a live-action Godzilla show for Apple TV. The story will be set in the MonsterVerse. It does not yet have a title, but Apple has provided a plot synopsis. So, following the thunderous battle between Godzilla and the Titans that leveled San Francisco and the shocking new reality that monsters are real, the series explores one family's journey to uncover its buried secrets, linking them to the secret organization known as Monarch. Now, if you guys don't know who Monarch, they're the ones that created Mechagodzilla, wanted to get Godzilla's power basically to make a weapon, and mm -hmm. they make it, but do we need this? Is this kind of going off of the... 
how do I say this? Uh, so Mandalorian, right? We're getting Obi Wan. We got all mm-hmm. the, the Moon Knight, all that. Is this another way for people to make money to uh, create a series that will garner more audience for your streaming service? Is that is that what this is, or do you think that we needed this? What are your thoughts? I think Legendary is probably seeing the the value of shows like Mandalorian and how they're taking the properties and expanding on them, right? They're adding more uh, depth to them. So I think they see this as an opportunity to kind of continue the story on a slightly smaller budget, of course, like it's it's a series. I'm pretty sure Apple TV paid a bunch of money to get this from Legendary because they need, right? They have like a few good shows, like Ted Lasso has been really good, but nothing that's really been super, super successful, like a Game of Thrones or something like that. So I think they're wanting to add more to their library. But this opens up a bunch of questions for me because remember we were covering how the next movie was going to be Son of Kong and is that still happening? Like, are we going to have any more movies after this? Is this the end of uh, theater experience for these type of things or is this going to be all show? Like, what do you think? No, so, I mean, I think we're still going to get those movies. I, I, if I'm not mistaken, in one of the articles that I was reading... They were saying that Godzilla versus Kong did surprisingly well, even with the HBO release. Yeah, that's what I heard. And too. so they know, yeah, so they know that this makes this property makes money. I think this show is just an extension, like you said, of the the overall story, and it's going to lead kind of the way that Loki did in a sense, right? For Marvel Phase Four, where it's more in line with. Uh, the overall story and and i think that's what they're working on they're trying to expand on this world like you said and and the problem is like <laughs> the at least the one i'm having um is do i need this like why do i care about this family and monarch unless right. this family and monarch are creating the other monsters which i don't think that is a thing right i think the monsters are already there so what is, what is this going to give me that I need? I, I just don't see it right now. So I'm a little wary on this. I, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say, wow, I can't wait to know more about Godzilla. Like uh, Godzilla is just Godzilla and he fights these monsters. That's what he does. I don't think, well, I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? We but, could get that. We could get that in yeah. the series. I mean, um, yeah, yeah. Who's to say there's not a bunch of big action set pieces, <laughs> but like you're right, it does have a lot that's a going against it in a way because we don't really care about the humans like we've never really cared about the humans in the story we want to see what's happening with Godzilla but maybe this is a conduit into getting more of Godzilla in this way um, but the thing that worries me is the tone right I hope the tone I nothing against Godzilla versus Kong I love that for what it was but I would, if it was going to be a TV series, I'd want them to keep the tone of the the 2014 movie where it was a lot more menacing and like you could really feel the scale of the monsters. I'm worried because I think the, the showrunner is uh, Chris Black. I think he's been named the showrunner and he did a lot of shows like Desperate Housewives and Ugly Betty and like those were his big tentpole type of things. And I, I felt like that's not really who you want to be helming this project <laughs> i want somebody yeah, with yeah. like big action set piece mm-hmm. like direction you know like give you me the scale the michael the bay the yeah michael yeah. <laughs> bay of the tv series yeah it's definitely something to yeah, uh, i don't worry about yeah 
I'm definitely with you. I don't want this to be like, I, I know that article you were talking about where they were saying like, this is a way to continue the story to keep it in the zeitgeist of people's minds before a, a big movie comes out. But I don't want, I want it to be something like you said, like Loki, where it's good on its own. It's, it stands on its own to further the story, but it's also just a great show. Like, I don't want it to be this, you know, filler before we get a good movie. No, yeah, I agree. I, I, that's the thing. I, if it's called Monarch, okay. But if this is called Godzilla, King of Monarchs, something having to do with those characters and we don't see them, nobody's going to want to see true. this. You know what I mean? It just it doesn't make sense to make a show without the monsters. And it kind of seems with that little synopsis we got, we're following a family trying to figure out how they're connected to Monarch. Okay, what what are we gonna get them testing on other and like monsters and stuff like? But I, Maybe, I just I it, it seems what's gonna happen is I'm sorry I'm all I'm all negative about it usually I don't <laughs> try to be, but it just feels that this is gonna be that filler show until the last episode where you're gonna get a glimpse of oh now we got Baby Kong you know or something in that vein and I'm gonna be like this is was not worth it. But that's yeah. my two cents. Who that's knows? That's what I'm worried about as well, yeah. Yeah. It'd be cool if it was something like they discovered an egg of mm. baby Godzilla and then it, it hatches and they have to kind of like, they're going to train it for, I don't know, the battle <laughs> coming or something. I don't know. <laughs> the, yeah, it does like battle, kind of yeah. a baby Yoda type thing where, oh, it's yeah. adorable Godzilla. And then, uh, all I don't right. know. I don't know what they could do, but I yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm nervous. So Yeah, hopefully... I want to say one last thing. Sorry. You're you're right. Like I think you you said this uh, not too long ago. You were saying that you know we're there for Godzilla and the monsters. We don't really care for the people there. Do you know who Madison Russell was? Do you remember at all? Without looking, no, no. I don't think so. <laughs> okay, so that's Millie Bobby Brown's uh, character, right? That's the girl uh, Eleven or whatever from Stranger Things. That's her character okay. in the movie. I cannot remember why she was there. I don't. I, I really don't. Jason, me and you, we saw this movie together and, and we set it up all cool on the big screen, really loud. And I don't remember those characters, bro. I don't. I, I was yeah. I just remember the fights, how cool that was. It's kinda like yeah. when you watch Rocky, you know, you got Apollo Creed, you got Rocky, they're fighting it out, but there's this story of Rocky, you know, what he's he's going through all the Yeah, it's I'm all sorry. building up to that fight. It's building right? up, but then the fight happens and all you remember is the fight. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I guess we'll keep an eye on this, but for right now, it's it's a, it's something I don't think I wanted. But I'm sure someone who's like a hardcore fan of this is like, yeah, I, you guys don't know what you guys got with Monarch. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess I just don't want it to go away necessarily. Like I'm excited that the franchise is continuing. I didn't want them to wrap it up because I felt like the last one it it was good. It was decent. Like I wanted to see more at the end of that movie of Godzilla versus Kong. So I'm glad we're getting something, but I'm worried about. The direction they're taking it i hope you know they understand what the fans are wanting of this franchise and they give it to us so all right let's move on to our see it and our skip it section and the first one up ernie we got a trailer for the disney plus series coming march 30th of moon knight i'm losing it We'll catch you on. You're bloody useless, Stevie. Stephen. 
Why did you call me Mark? It must be very difficult. The voice in your head. Shut up! There's chaos in you. Embrace the chaos. I had to look this up because I didn't really know much about Moon Knight. And the trailer was a little confusing, to be honest with you. <laughs> what did you think, Ernie? I feel the same as you. Uh, I think we were talking about that. I, I had texted you, like, what were your thoughts? And then you had said, I thought it was cool. And I thought it was cool as well. And then you, you said that your wife had said she doesn't know what's going on. And I felt the same way. I think that was the perfect thing. And it's because we don't know this character. You know, I, I think... <laughs> I think the trailer was pretty cool, but it wasn't enough for me to want to watch the show. You know, Oscar Isaac is a great guy. Oh, really? He's a great, he's a, yeah, he's a great actor. And I think that alone m makes me more enticed by that fact. But I don't know who this uh, character is, and I don't care for him right now. But like, I will say this. I did start doing a little digging, right? I, I think he has dissociative uh, identity disorder. And so, yeah. you know, in the trailer, we see Mark and uh, Steven and obviously Moon Knight, and they're all different kind of characters in the show. But I think he has like three other personalities or two. And so there's going to be more added in the episodes coming out. Uh, but I mean, I don't know. I, I, I love the costume. I, I, I love that white color that they, it's like a brand new mummy being mummified yeah. you know what i mean i i don't know i i thought that was really freaking cool i love the the wide eyes that shine it looks really cool um but i mean what did you think about the costume i like the costume the costume looks pretty cool i i think a lot of what i've heard is that he's very similar to batman in the fact that he is wealthy and he fights crime at night and you know people compare him as like the marvel version of batman but i think um he doesn't have that no kill rule from what I read, like Batman does, he's he's more brutal in that way. And it's, I have questions about just the Disney Plus aspect of it in general because I felt like this is a little more darker than we're used to seeing in Disney. And I'm wondering how far it will go because this deals with like cultish type of stuff, like because we have the the uh, the Moon Knight God that kind of like saves his life. I don't know. Is uh, how he no, I got you. Konshu, yeah. yeah. The 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 God of the Moon and Vengeance. That alone already sounds crazy. Do you think they're going to set that up and like introduce that aspect to it? Or they, what do you think? I yeah, I think they they're going to try to get away with it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to uh, go on a rampage of killing. It does seem at some point during the trailer. I I think we talked about it where he's like wailing on someone and we didn't know who that was. And I guess people deciphered it somehow and, and said that that's uh, uh, Anubis. Anubis, I think? Anubis, yeah. Yeah, so he that's who he's beating up like that. So it's not a human person. <laughs> so oh, I, I think that they can get away with it like in that sense, maybe. That's the only way I would think. Because like you said, it is Disney+. Plus. I don't know if I've seen any. The only violent thing that Disney owns now that I can recall that is Marvel is Deadpool. And that wasn't right. Disney at the time, so... 
Yeah, because yeah. I was looking up his his powers like by the moonlight, right? He gets enhanced strength. Of course, we see we've already seen dreams. Like he gets kind of visions, which is why he kind of ties himself to the bed because he doesn't want him doing anything while he's sleeping. Um, but he also has the ability to drain lives through touch in the comics. And I was like, that's that's kind of dark. <laughs> like, I Damn, hope uh, that's like some rogue power uh, from the X Men, right? Like, imagine. I'm, I'm sure they'll you know Disneyfy it a bit, but. It, it seems like they're changing it a little bit with the comics. Like it's not going to be exact, yeah. like with the comics. No. So. Yeah, because I, I think one of his uh, uh, personalities is a billionaire or a millionaire or something like that. And uh, right. in the trailer, he's not. You know what I mean? And so. I, yeah, I thought that was a cool take how he doesn't remember. Like he's basically trapped inside of one of his personalities. And yeah. it's the, cor- the sh- course of the show is going to reveal to the audience that he is these different characters. And so he does have a lot of money and he, he is similar to Batman, but we just don't see that in the beginning. He's just this guy working at a museum, right? Like a little, yeah. Is it a museum or a library or something like that? It looks like he's working at the, at the uh, gift shop. If I'm not, you know, I don't know why, oh. but I might be wrong. I, I don't know. Uh, but I do want to say two things that were really cool about the trailer. The use of the mirrors, because obviously there's multiple personalities well, true, yeah. and, you, and you see them uh, kind of like looking at him and he walks away and it's different. I was like, that's really freaking cool. And then also, well, I guess I'm going to say three things. Ethan Hawke, obviously he's kind of playing off of Jim Jones, the cultist, right? Uh, from the People's Temple, I believe. Uh, you, you remember him, right? He he had the, the whole people drink, uh, I think the like Kool-Aid or, so, or something to kill themselves. And they had like this. Whole, oh, is that? Oh, yeah, okay. I think that's who he. No, that's kind of who he was portraying. I believe I read an article that stated that, and so you kind of, kind of get that. And then the way he talks to him, he's like, "You have chaos," and I, it, you know, obviously he's gonna try to take that from him, the Moon Knight power. And uh, also, I love the the use of uh, Kid Cudi's uh, Day and Night. And that was pretty cool. It was a good uh, use of it. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, this is cool." I was, uh, I, I really enjoyed that. I don't know why, but I, it it made me. F- feel really cool about it but yeah i mean oh ethan hawk is playing arthur harrow harrow like arrow but harrow he only appears once in the comics and he's portrayed as a nobel prize researcher into pain tolerance and i wonder if he's going to be that similar person but he seems like he's more of like what you said like he's stirring up trouble so i feel like they're rewriting his character a bit but i love how he's kind of prodding oscar isaac's character to embrace the chaos so i think there's a lot of cool elements. It's it didn't reveal too much, like you said. But Ernie, as a from what you've seen in this trailer, is it a see it or a skip it for you? Um, it's a reluctant see it for now. Uh, I think I'm gonna watch it. Just like we always say, it's continuity for Marvel. But at this moment, I think the trailer didn't sell me fully. I I want to see more. I definitely want to see more. Yeah. But before I move on, I want to because I, I, I want to ask you. But is this a see it or skip it for you? Would you like to answer first? Go ahead. I, I'm in the same boat as you. I felt like the trailer didn't give me enough, other than the fact that it's Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke. Like it's the performances you know are going to be good because yeah. they've been doing really great work so far. So for that, I would see it. But for the story, I'm not quite sold yet. Yeah. So yeah, reluctance. <laughs> stream it. <laughs> stream it. Oh, I know. Good thing. Stream it. Uh, all right, so I wanted to talk to you about this theory before we move on. Uh, I Apparently, uh, people had caught wind of, you know, Moon Knight and all that stuff. And in the movie Captain America Winter Soldier, they might have teased him 
I think Jasper Sitwell, the guy that he's like a bald guy with glasses. I think uh, Black Widow and uh, Steve Rogers are interrogating him when they're trying to find out about Hydra. And he talks about Project Insight and how it targets special individuals. And then they talk about a TV anchor in Cairo, right? The capital city of Egypt. And I, I, I was wondering, do you think that they were talking about Moon Knight? I know he's not a TV anchor, or at least I, that I'm not aware of, but, you know, they are talking about Egypt. So you're, I don't know. That's true. Oh, that'd be really cool if it all ties together like that. Dude, Marvel with their continuity, bro. Like they have like ideas, like little seeds sprinkled throughout that they can just pull through. Oh, I love it. I, I love, love it. that too. I they hope, do such a great job. They do such a great job doing stuff like that because people who are just avid watchers of those films will get these Easter eggs and they're like, dang, it was teased here. We just didn't know it. Right. It rewards you, right? It rewards you for going back and watching because you're like, huh, that ties into this. I love it. I love it. Good stuff. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next trailer, which was for a new show on Netflix coming February 18th, and it's called Cuphead. Muggsy, what we need is a little fun and adventure. Con evil. Cuphead, I'm not so sure. You know what I do when I'm not so sure? I double down. What does that even mean? <laughs> So the Cuphead is a 1930s art-styled cartoon uh, that takes place with uh, uh, two characters. Uh, one is named Cuphead, and the other one's named Mugman. This is based on a video game that I played. It came out on Xbox One years ago. I, not too long ago, but it it was a while back. Now, I didn't get to play this game until this year on a Nintendo Switch. I just remember seeing it when I was at E3, and it looked really cool because of that art style. It was awesome. I think the game had come out, and it was in this development stage where they needed more money, so Xbox picked it up and you know helped them finish it, and it finally came out, and dude, the game is freaking hard. I just want to say that, <laughs> and, uh, but dude, the trailer scares me. It kind of creeps me out. All 1930s stuff, those cartoon things always creep me out, so... I don't know. What are your thoughts, dude? <laughs> yeah, you're referring to the the Fletcher animation style from the the olden days of Betty Boop and Popeye the Sailor. Like, yeah, that's correct. Uh, yeah, you're right. Th those animation, like it had something off about them. They're always a little unsettling. I was with you, I think, when we saw the game for the first time, and I think there was like a demo level that we got to play. But yeah, you're right. It took forever to come out. I think. Well, it was an indie game, right? When it started, it it was just yeah. being picked up. Isn't that amazing, though, that they, it went from indie game to now we're getting a Netflix show of it, which is awesome, right? Like, yeah, great for yeah. them. Like, congrats, guys. But I'm going to say because I didn't play the games, it's not targeted at me necessarily. I think it's targeted at the people that played the games because I know there's a lot of Easter eggs from the games that are thrown into this trailer. Like, you see, like, certain characters that were in the game. Um, so it's got that nostalgia factor for people who've played it. It's interesting that they're giving personality to the, the characters that you're playing as because there's really no voices or anything in the game right it's just you're playing as those two characters and kind of like a mario luigi type of thing i believe so yeah it's all very it's grunts it's like you know kind of those kinds of things <laughs> it's not dialogue it's not like a yeah. story like no it's not very heavy story driven you know from what i gathered but like i said i wouldn't be able to uh really tell you because i didn't play it that much so I'll, I'll throw it back at you. Yeah. Is it necessary? 
do you think that we need this? Is it just kind of for fun? I think this is for fun. I don't know if necessarily we need this. I don't know who this is for. Uh, I'm not sure who it's targeted at. Obviously, it's people who probably like that game a lot. But from what I've gathered, you know, I mean, when I remember that game Cuphead had come out, right, and I told you that X, I think Xbox helped it, was uh, I think it was created by two guys, and, and I think they were, like, running low on money or something like that. And then, obviously, they got picked up, and they got helped, and they finished it out. Something in that vein, I don't recall. It's been years since I remembered. But I just, I mean, it's cool for them. I love that this is happening. I love that Microsoft is trying to make something out of this IP. I, I'm not sure if they own it. I, I had to double check, but I like that, and I love the art style. I think this will definitely attract certain people, but I'm not sure who. And uh, I don't know if we need yeah. I, don't, I don't know if we needed this. I know that they're working on part two, if I'm not mistaken. I remember, uh, I think it's coming out sometime next year or this year. I, I don't know. I, I just, this isn't for me. You know, I, I, the game was okay. It's just, it's super difficult. If you guys play it, it's, it's hard. It's, it's like boss rush. It's not a, it's not, you know, you, you, in the beginning of the game, you're kind of getting to the boss, you know, you're, it's a, it's a runner gunner. It's a, it's a side scroller, you know, and, and you're shooting and you're getting to the boss and then you get to the boss and they have like three different, uh, very uh, variations of them of the, of the, you know, if you shoot the flower, it becomes a, a cactus. I don't know. I, I'm just saying, I really don't remember, but there's like things like that and it, it's freaking tough. Dude, it's like really hard. Uh, I, I just, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to watch this. I'm just going to tell you guys I'm going to skip this. It is 12 episodes and it's 12 minutes a piece, but it's just too creepy oh, for me. Oh, that's not too bad. It just, it creeps me out like a lot. I don't know why. I don't that's know why. Funny. I, yeah. So I, yeah. I feel like it could be for the people who really like that type of animation style. I almost wish they did it up a little bit more. Because in the trailer, there was certain sections like, oh, my gosh, that looks just like the old school animation, like the way they did it. But a lot of it looked very modernized. And I almost wish they exaggerated it a little bit more. So if you are a fan of those old type type of cartoons, which I think is what draws a lot of people to the game, right? Like, like oh, that's kind of cool. I almost wish they did it a little more um, because I didn't play the games. Like, I'm not tied to these characters. Um, so it's probably a skip it for me as well. All right, let's move on to our next trailer. And Ernie, you put this one in. This is called uh, The Tinder Swindler. This is a hard thing to say, The Tinder Swindler. Immediately, we had a bond. He was smart and funny and very impulsive. I shared my whole heart with him. And then he said there was something he wants to tell me. He said he has threats against him. He needs our cash. $20,000, $30,000. $140,000. His life depended on me. That's when police tell me. The man I love was never real. Everything's a lie. Who is this guy I've been sharing the same bed with? Then I get these threatening messages. Take my advice. Okay, I'll get into why I added this. The Tinder Swindler, uh, let me give you guys a little synopsis. 
So uh, the Tinder swindler was a man who was who conned over hundreds of thousands of dollars of a bunch of women on Tinder that he met. And they're making a, a documentary based on that guy. And it, it's crazy. You see the trailer and you hear these women's stories. And they're like, yeah, he asked me for this amount of money. And it isn't like a few thousand. It's a lot of money, bro, that he, I don't know how he did it, but it just seems so interesting to me. Uh, and and uh, honestly, my wife would love this show. And I think that's why I placed it on, on this. Because I'm like, if my wife watches this documentary because it seems this interesting, I'm sure that there's someone out there who listens to this podcast, Jason, and, and is thankful. They're, no, <laughs> nay, they're grateful that I just put this on the map. You know? <laughs> it's funny because I, I did show my wife this trailer because you put this in the notes. I looked at her like, you're going to watch this. I'm pretty sure you're going to watch that. <laughs> so they do know their audience, which is good. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 and I bro, think... bro. <laughs> the premise is so ridiculous. Okay. But this is no real, offense. right? This is I real. I know. That's what, that's, it, that's what is it, so dumbfounding to yeah. me. Because listen to this story when they set it up. And like, how? How did this happen? And it happened multiple times. Ernie, would you ever take out a... $200,000 loan for someone you love. No, Would you ever do that? No, because I, first of all, I don't have it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't. First of all, you got to have the means to get it. She, the, the girl that's being interviewed, uh, Cecil, I think his name is. Yeah, uh, yeah. She was going to school to get her master's in London. This is not somebody that has $200,000 like lying around, oh right? God, yeah, she had to go crazy. apply for a loan like she was buying a house or something, right? Like, where, when did the red flags go off for you? Like, even if you love this person, you got to say, this is a lot. This is a bit much, right? I, I think that's that's the interesting thing about the documentary because we need to understand how are these women seeing this man that they're able to right. be so manipulated, right? And and I think that's the interesting thing about this documentary. It It's going to be that ride of, like, how did he do it? Yeah. yeah. I can understand somebody asking to borrow like a couple thousand dollars, but how do you get from that to like 200,000? <laughs> and there's so much other stuff. Like they're like, oh, well, you know, he was really rich. Like I, I knew he was going to pay me back. I'm like, why would you want to loan money to someone who owns a private jet? They can sell the jet if they need the money. That was another red flag for me. And then, okay, would you loan it to a millionaire who you knew was the CEO of a diamond company, Ernie? No, somebody... dude, it just, it's like <laughs> you're giving money to someone who has more money than you. It just doesn't yeah. make sense. It's like if I saw you eating a burger and you conned me to give you my burger. Like, it doesn't right. make sense. You're already eating a burger. <laughs> or I'm the, I'm the owner of Burger Town. I can make all the burgers I want. Ex I need your burger, Ernie. I need your yeah, specific burger. You need my burger. specific burger. It's, uh, I will. And three people fell for this. <laughs> Yeah, that's wild. This man must have been so handsome and, <laughs> you know, and, and so gosh darn charming to be able to manipulate not one, but three women into giving them their life savings or freaking loans or whatever. It, yeah. It's so oh wild. It, it, this one, honestly, I, I'm going to see it. I'm, I'm really intrigued. I think uh, the trailer alone, it just sold me. What about yourself? I mean, to be perfectly honest, I'm going to skip it. Like, this is not of my wheelhouse unless my wife is putting it on the television and I'll probably watch it. But 
It's just the premise is hilarious, bro. I'm, I'm glad you brought it to my attention because I had a good chuckle. And uh, I feel bad for the women, but like, come on, see the, see the signs. Learn to say no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's I don't true. know. Let's go on to the next, which I put on this for you. And this one is The Gilded Age. New York is a collection of villages. The old have been in charge since before the revolution until the new people invaded. Mrs. Van Ryn and her sad sister were spying on me today. I don't know why you bother with them. I don't bother with them. I'm afraid New York can be quite challenging at first. We haven't found it so, have we, George? There is no challenge you are not equal to, my dear. We have invited Marion to live with us. She hasn't a penny. I want to do something with my life. For a New Yorker, anything is possible. You are the future, Mrs. Russell. And if you were the future, the name must be the past. Well, things move faster nowadays. The mistress is not a player in the great game. That woman is unsuitable as an acquaintance. I'll make them pay one day. How can anyone be so rich? You bastard. I may be a bastard, Mr. Thorburn, but you are a fool. And of the two, I think I know which I prefer. Now, let me paint the picture for you, Ernie. The Gilded Age is written by Julian Fellows, which you might know from Downton Abbey, who did what, like eight seasons, I think? And now it's going to have a, have two movies. I don't know if you know there's going to be another movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you already know and love this show, but this is taking place in a historical time period in America now. The name itself, The Gilded Age, is kind of... Gilded means it's covered in gold on the surface, but... In, in the inside, it might be something else a little more corrupt. So it kind of reminds me of the show like Peaky Blinders, where, you know, it's got fictional characters, but a lot of real people are going to make appearances. Like I think like the Salman brothers, like a lot of people that were in that industrial revolution are going to show up in this show. So what do you think, Ernie? What do you think of the trailer for this? Are you excited? Are you hyped at all? Dude, yes. I saw this trailer and I didn't know what you added when when it was guild when I saw the Gilded Age. I know what the Gilded Age is, and I remember thinking, "Oh, okay, this is gonna be one of those period pieces. It's gonna be not." And then, and then I looked into it more, and then I started watching the trailer, and I was like, "Dang, this looks freaking cool. This looks very dramatic." Obviously, when you watch the trailer and it has these characters and they're so well written already in that trailer that you you know who you're gonna like. And uh, yeah. you have the sassy older lady, you know, it's just, there's so many, you know, obviously very down to Nabby. And I was just like, this is like going to consume <laughs> me if I want. And is this, this is a movie, right? This is a series. Oh, this is, oh um, yeah. So this is, yeah. So I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't aware of that. I didn't catch that, but yeah. So this might consume me. This might be the show that I watch next. I know down to Nabby. The second one is going to come out. I think it's this year. I'm going to probably go watch it by myself <laughs> like I did uh, the first That's one. Sweet. But yeah, the, the the movie looks great. I love the premise. I love what they're talking about. The, I had written down that uh, they're talking about like the new systems that they're going through in this time period, the economic change and all that. So that was one of the big things I really enjoyed about Downton Abbey was that, you know, you got to know these characters when they were at their best. And then as the story and the season progresses, they start to adapt to the time that's changing, right? And so they get, they, you know, they're obviously very wealthy. And then, uh, and then you see 
everything, you know, because of the war, I think it's World War One, I, I believe. And uh, you start to see that that's affecting them. And so I loved that about the show. So I'm curious to see how that will affect these characters because, you know, obviously I'm glad that it's a series because if it was a movie, it, it's, it's only an hour or two or whatever. But with the series, I can get to know uh, these characters a lot better, like like Cynthia Nixon's character, Gene Triplehorn. You know, you know what I mean? It's just it's going to get a lot better from at least in my opinion. I think it's just worth having like this yeah it's actually supposed to be a sister show to downton abbey i think julian fellows wanted this to be kind of the next kind of a kind of a pairing like you could watch both shows because i think what downton abbey is really good at is showing the classes where you know we get to see the perspective of the workers in in the i don't know it's the castle whatever but then you also get to see it from the perspective of the the wealthy people that are being served and this is very uh similar to that where this industrial age that's sprouting up is creating a bigger gap of classism because there's going to be really really rich people and then really really poor people and based on the type of person you are like you could become a very rich person by marrying into the family or just you know by working your butt off and there's also the the flip side, right? Like you could fall, like the, the your businesses could fail. Like there's like much higher stakes. But the thing I, I thought was interesting that I wanted to ask you about is that this is an HBO show. So Downton Abbey has been kind of more of a tamer, like not, you know, not aggressively hard ratings, right? So this being on HBO gives it a little more kind of a different flavor, more darker, edgier flavor. What do you think of that? Honestly, I... I'm a little worried about that. I I love the innocence of Downton Abbey. I, I I'm I'm not like <laughs> other people who love that you know there's cursing and uh, and sex in shows. Like I don't care for that. I hope that they do add some sort of edginess, but not in in the in the vein of you know sexuality and 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 cursing. That just I mean I I don't care for that. I I hope she doesn't. But if she does. I'll welcome it and, and you know, I'll, I'll watch it for what it is. I don't yeah, go think it's going to. Mm-hmm. Um, I was watching an interview because Carrie Coon's in the show and I, I'm a big fan of Carrie Coon and she was being interviewed about the, the tone of the show. And I think she was saying it's not going to be like nudity. It's going to be more high stakes. Like things could happen and have real consequences and you're not limited by the, the TV ratings. Like you got to be a little softer. So this, I think they're wanting it to be more dramatic. Hopefully, yeah, yeah, a little more. I do, I do want to. So we'll see. I do want to say one last thing, <laughs> because you know we're talking about that edginess. Uh, I think that's one of the things I loved about Downton Abbey is there's this there's a season where one of the characters. I'm sorry, I I always forget their names, but she has a sex scandal, right? And the way they handle it is very is less perverse than I thought they would, and it and it it gave them an innocence to the show, and I I dig that so much because. If you can do something like that in a show and intrigue me, you're you're just such a great writer. You don't need to. Yeah, that's just good writing. Yeah. It's just great. It's great writing, to be honest with you. And and I just want to say that last thing because <laughs> it, it was in my mind, of, you know. And and so I, you know, long story short, the Gilded Age. I'm here for it. I'm excited. I have HBO Max, so I'm definitely gonna check this out. And it's coming out soon, right? It's coming out like this week. Yeah. yeah. That's why I put the the trailer on here because, you know, we're going to be able to watch it 
before the next show. So I don't even know how this fell uh, on the wayside for me. I, I feel like I should have caught wind of this. Yeah, well, it came out like Chris, around Christmas time ish, so mm, we holiday will. season, you know. We'll we'll forgive you. We'll forgive oh, you. Thank you. I yeah. I want to say one last thing, and uh, I, I wish I could have done this, but Downton Abbey had this thing where if you donated money, and I, I don't know if you donated enough or if you got lucky in the draw, they would fly you out, or I don't know if they'd fly you out, but they would put you in the movie. And, wow. And I was like, that's that's like you. And, and that's like that one was of your my dreams, yeah. Bro. That was my way to get in. And I was like, dude, I do not have money. I just had a daughter. I I can't afford that. I like to give money right now, <laughs> but dude, if I could, if I would have had the Tinder swindler, <laughs> <laughs> I could have gone to Downton Abbey, dude. And uh, mm, that's just sad. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. All right, let's move on. Uh, so yeah, I'll see it for me as well. Sorry, I don't know if I said it, but um, I'm looking forward to it for sure. Let's move on to our last section, which is our Twitter questions. And Ernie, you pulled out some really good Twitter questions. You want to start off with the first one? Yes. Uh, so uh, this one comes from at Keon McCary 3. He asks, what's the best trilogy of all time? Now, he gives us some examples. Uh, I'm not sure if he... See, with these Twitter questions, people give us examples, but I'm not sure if they want us to just choose between those or we can choose our own, you know, from something else. But he... I think it's open. Yeah, so he, he chooses... He, he put Planet of the Apes, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, and the Dark Knight trilogy. I, I don't like this question at all. <laughs> I don't. This is, a, this, is a, this is a difficult one. And he put Star Wars 4, 5, and 6 of the episodes, the ones that... Like the, the original, original trilogy, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't... <laughs> I, I agree with him. I hey, think those are the better ones. Okay, I was going to say, I'm surprised he didn't put uh, one, two, and three on here, <laughs> which those, is the ones those, yeah. that I am going to choose. No, I'm just kidding. No. Uh, well, actually, let me ask you, what would you choose? I, I don't want to, you know. I think personally, I would go with Lord of the Rings because the, that trilogy kind of defined the era that I grew up in, and it had such a satisfying conclusion, and like the whole the world building, the score, the directing, everything is just... To me, it hits my, hits my nostalgia button. So for me, for me, that's mine. But personally, what would you say? So for me personally, I would say Star Wars, four, five, and six. I I was raised on that. Obviously, they came out in the seven seventy five, so in the seventies, right? And I wasn't born then. But as far as I could remember, as a kid, I was shown these movies, and four, five, and six were on my VHS. We had them somehow and i would just watch them almost every day it was very consistent and they're some of my favorite movies uh that i can recall so i think out of pure nostalgia for me is is this just like you with lord of the rings you were kind of raised on that you you saw all those movies uh obviously you probably saw lord of the rings in theaters i didn't i was raised on the on the star wars trilogy just like you were Mm -hmm. and also indiana jones like those if i think of those three or those two trilogies that's like i think of like my, my dad and like him yeah. introducing me to those movies so of course I, I i love those movies as well but i feel like i own i have more ownership over lord of the rings because it came out in the time where i could go to the movies and with my friends and like see them and like experience yeah, it yeah. like just how my my parents would have done with star wars yeah. so that's kind of oh that's interesting i didn't even think of that i think i thought something that just was near and dear to my heart but if we are talking something that we feel that we own, 
I would say Toy Story. One, two, and three. Ah, uh, that's a good yeah, one. Yeah, I, I got to see Toy Story one when I was a kid in theaters. You know, obviously with my mother, but also two and then three. And to and then that's not a trilogy though, but because obviously we have the fourth one. But when it was the trilogy, that was the ones that I felt that, like you said, the ownership over it. It was it was something that I solely in, had for myself. That, that that would I'm surprised yeah. that that you didn't say the uh, original animated Grinch and then the uh, Jim Carrey <laughs> Grinch and then the Sony Animation Studio oh, Grinch like that's my, a trilogy that's right a trilogy there. in its own <laughs> the uh, Benedict Cumberbuns one uh, that's yeah. yeah honestly I enjoyed that movie I liked all those movies I just you know they're good for what they are and uh, yeah no I don't know <laughs> I would not choose that it's funny it's always Star Wars yeah it, it's always Star Wars you remember that kylo ren meme when he goes more more (laughs) when i see star wars stuff i'm always that's me i want more of it i just you know we just got book of boba and some people are there's a mixed camp of people because some people like it some people dislike it and i'm in the camp where i really love it i i it's it's more of what i wanted of story for this character that we only got for like six minutes or something like that in the original films but now we're getting more of a story for him it's just so freaking cool i love i love everything that i'm seeing but yeah you know yeah no i agree and it's crazy that you get to experience things that you saw as a kid right like when they drop something that you're like oh my gosh that's from the original trilogy it brings you back to that world and it just gives you more like you said so great question. Uh, I, I'm going to butcher your name at Keon M cares three. Thank you for the question. And let's move on to our next question from at melons underscore heads, which says, what is your favorite movie soundtrack of all time? And I don't like this question either. Ernie. Why? why? I, yeah. <laughs> it, it, uh, it's funny because all these questions are so charged <laughs> you know it's, it's like it's just you don't a really choo- hard choice you don't yeah. want to choose one i had such a difficult time but honestly i can genuinely say and i'm sorry that i'm gonna answer but tron legacy probably one of my favorite soundtracks that i've ever had in any movie i i love don't get me wrong i love lord of the rings i love dark knight freaking star wars all that stuff like they're, they're really great soundtracks but Tron Legacy was the one that I can listen to anytime, anywhere, because it was just so well done by Daft Punk. And I think <laughs> I think it's a shame, Jason, that they broke up and before oh, Tron three when we get Jared Leto as the sexy vampire. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just kidding. No, uh, <laughs> it's a shame that they broke up, bro, because I know we're not gonna get them obviously for the next one. It's gonna be some sh- I'm sorry, pardon my language here, some sh- dj that i don't care about and uh i'm sorry but i day i digress i'm sorry what if it's kid cuddy <laughs> i mean that'd be cool i mean yeah but it's like what's he gonna add it's, it's kid cuddy I, yeah i don't know <laughs> i'm just kidding i i love that you do hold that soundtrack to high regard because i think it is underappreciated right generally it's underappreciated it's a really really good soundtrack i enjoy listening to it yeah, and then it's, it's good. and then they even brought out a, a second version of it, which is called Reconfigured, right? I believe, and it's more of the songs, but with with different DJs, and th- those are that's even really sweet. It's ah, dude, they oh, that's cool. And and I want to do one honorable mention, Jace, if I may, please. The Tarzan soundtrack, Phil Collins, he that man, Jason, he Jason, 
He didn't have to go that hard, but he did. And he didn't just do it in English. That man did it in Spanish as well. He's crazy, dude. He's, he's wild. <laughs> he's freaking wild. Uh, did you see the TikTok of, uh, like, so the, the, the movie producer comes in and is like, okay, now we need a, a score for, it's going to be about a bear. And he's like, I got you, bro. I got you. And it's like, tell everybody I'm on my way. I was like, you don't have to go so hard. You don't stop. Like, and he's feeling it. Yeah. 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 I've seen that. Phil Collins, bro. He's he's good. He, it's so funny yeah. because nobody liked it in the beginning. People did not like that soundtrack when Tarzan first came out because it it's not the Disney formula where the characters are singing and, you know, it's telling the story through the songs. Like it was all kind of background and he was singing all the songs. Do you remember this? Yeah, I do. Like, I, nobody yeah, liked it. I, I, I don't know why. I don't. I genuinely sometimes I think of that where I'm like, now all of a sudden people love it and are saying, wow, he went really hard. Like now they're appreciating it. But I remember yeah. a time where, where the formula of Disney was the people singing and, and it was such a shock that they're like, well, Tarzan should be singing. No, he's a monkey, dude. He doesn't know how to sing. <laughs> I know. Ahead of its time yeah. and now it's being appreciated and- I'm glad. I'm glad more people yeah. are listening to it. I can remember the songs like uh, so well, and and it's so good. It's between Tron and that, dude. To be honest with you, I dang dude. two worlds, one family. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I freaking love that. I used to have the CD. It was it was sweet. I had the game, dude. I really loved Tarzan when it like, had come out. Hits you, hits you in the sweet spot. Hits me in right the sweets. Wait, well, so wait, what did you decide? What did you choose? Or what are you choosing? Sorry. Um, I yeah, like I said, it was really hard to choose from this question. I I was going back and forth between Howard Shore's Lord of the Rings score and uh, John Williams' Indiana Jones because that's such a classic. Indiana Jones is still really high up there as far as one of my favorite trilogies. So probably the nostalgia in me would say John Williams because he's done such such iconic things, and it, like you just instantly recognize it. I want to say one honorable mention that probably no one will pick if you were to ask them, but I think James Howard or James Newton Howard, his work on Fantastic Beasts, I don't know if you've got, you've heard it, but there's a song called Relieve Him of His Wand and it's so good, bro. Like I have it in my like orchestral playlist for, you know, if I'm like working on stuff. Oh, I, lo- I love that Every time I listen that. to it, it's so good. It's so I, you good. gotta send me that because I have a playlist called Classical. And it's a bunch of classical hits, dude. Uh, but, but sorry, continue. It's nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll send it to you. But that it, it's not appreciated enough. He has so many themes that run through that score and they're so memorable. Like I, you, you hear it and it just takes you to a different part of the movie and you're like, oh my gosh, like so well done. Nobody, I'm sure nobody will put that on their list, but really underappreciated. Um, and also, yeah, dude, Howard Shore, bro. Anytime I hear Lord of the Rings, like, you can just start playing like that one note. It takes you right back to to a Hobbiton. It's great. And I want to watch these movies again. I'm excited. <laughs> excited for this. Uh, I just want to give one last honorable mention since we're talking about composers here. Now, he's not in a movie soundtrack. At least I don't know of. But uh, Jeremy Saul, and I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. It's S-O-U-L-E. Sewell, maybe. Uh, but he's an American composer, dude. He did the 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 music for Skyrim, Elder Scrolls is a video game. Oh, dude, I listen to that soundtrack till this day. It's so freaking. He has the ones called like Far Horizons, 
uh, something like that. But they're so freaking good. Uh, I genuinely, he's one of my favorites. And it's crazy because, random little side note here. Uh, recently, he had come, not recently, but not too long ago, he came under some flack that he was uh, harassing some girls or he like a Me Too kind of thing. But I'm not sure if that ever played out or not you know that was like when that thing was going on so i know if you know some people hear about that they're gonna be like oh you like that guy he's a rapist i don't know if he is i just like his music <laughs> you oh, know what dude. i mean so i i just want i do want to preface that before i we move on from uh our discussion of that's not fair, bro. You can't go into video games. That's a whole other genre. I, know. I, I would throw in Halo. Oh. Halo soundtrack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Martin O'Doul and uh, Michael Salvatore. Dude, 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 that dude, is... Gears of War, too. Oh, oh that's true. That's a good Super one Mario. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who did the original Super Mario. I don't, I don't even know. But, you know, it's funny is that the Super Mario song, when you are doing... I forget what it is that you're... You know, the level is... You're, you're doing the original level. And then when it speeds up, it's it's that other it's the level that's sped up. I, but it sounds different. But it's the same thing. It's just double it's time. Like, and then they there's some cool sound designs for that game. You should look that up. I, I don't recall them right on top of my head right now. But I'll try to see if I can find the video on it. But you guys should look that up. Like the sound designs for those games is, is really freaking cool. The eight bit design, right? Because they only had a yeah, certain yeah. amount of sounds to deal yeah. with. So there's some pretty genius combinations. So thank you for the question at Melon Heads. I like his username. Oh, they have a Lord of the Rings podcast. Speaking of, okay, let's move on to our. Is this our last, our last question of the day? And this is from at Fort of Nerd, and they ask, "What is a piece of media you wish you could forget and get to experience again? It can be a TV, movie, game, or book." Thank you for the question. What do you What do you think, Ernie? Dang, I mean, they said video game, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give you two. I'm gonna give you a movie and a game. If I could. Uh, forget this game i would do bioshock the first one and replay that and just oh dude such a good story dude i the ending is everything that leads up to what happens at the end i wish i could just spoil it for you guys but i will just say this if you guys are gamers uh would you kindly and oh man dude just bioshock is really good. that's a yeah. great game and uh what do you call it the auteur i think you say the auteur is that is that the, the word i'm trying to say his name is kevin levine or ken levine sorry he created that game and i just remember when i first played that game the way that it left me and i remember <laughs> i remember not being able to play another game for a really long time and just always having it in the back of my head where i was like dang i can't believe that happened or like wow and I even went, uh, I, I even bought the book, a book called Rapture in it, but it was a different story, but it was, it was really cool. It's just really well-written, uh, um, story. Now, if you're asking me for a movie, I would love to re-experience Avatar, but the way we saw it the first time we ever checked it out and, you know, that big screen with that beautiful sound and everything, I would love to experience that again. Cause I remember just feeling like a child <laughs> you know uh you know getting that that awe factor that i had and i just remember being like i don't think i've ever seen anything like this in my life but yeah those are my two interesting those those are good um this is hard what's i mean you know there's things like uh the sixth sense like if you've never seen that movie and you were not spoiled like i remember watching it with my dad and like we both walked out of the theater like because we didn't know what to expect we just picked a random movie that day and I remember walking out of the theater like, man, I did not expect that. That was, <laughs> and you wanted to talk about it. And then the next people are going in, you're like, oh, we don't want to spoil it. Um, 
that was pretty cool. Did, uh, even like the sorry, random thing. Right? I I never saw the sixth day. I got it spoiled from me from someone like success. Sorry, sixth day. That's the one with the uh, Sylvester Stallone, I think. <laughs> yeah, sixth uh, day. Sixth day. Uh, no, uh, what's it called? Uh, yeah, I know. I got that movie spoiled for me, so I didn't know. I ended up seeing it eventually, but uh, I got it spoiled dang. for me, so I never got that feeling of oh wow, M Night Shyamalama, ding dong, what did you do? Uh, but dude that was one of the movies i i didn't see any marketing for it i just went in i didn't even know it was going to be like quote-unquote scary like horror movie we just were like six cents it's got bruce willis let's go see it and we walked out like oh my gosh like what uh that was pretty fun um and then there's this movie with this uh guy um he's got like a mask like it's like a he can't really breathe very well but he he gets on this plane yeah is he trying to and, uh, 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 <laughs> is he trying to uh, uh, collapse the social economic system of a city? <laughs> yeah, like he's he's really hell bent on like the destruction of the city, and he wants the, you know, he's got this following that like chants like to get him pumped up. Yeah, yeah. And there's this other guy that like tries to like stop him, and he dresses in like this black outfit with a cape. Now, and- does he rile up a crowd by saying? Take it. It's yours. Yeah. And something like the the fire, like the rising of the fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and something like that. And uh doesn't he end up breaking the guy's back? Like the like I think yeah. there's like a fight and he like and, ends up breaking the yeah, guy's back. Yeah, and oh, I man. think at some point they he says his master plan whilst on the plane and it is yeah. it is to crash it, if I'm not mistaken. Tell him what this movie is. I don't remember what the name of it is, bro. <laughs> I just remember the wings are going off, and then like he he says like, "There's no time for fear, doctor. That comes later." <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. Uh, yeah. oh, man, it was such a good movie, bro. I, if I could go back and watch that movie, Ooh. I don't know. We'll look, we'll look it up. We'll look it up, and we'll let you know what it is. But uh, if someone but, yeah, doesn't, that, that would be my. If fix. someone doesn't figure that out, I'll be so disappointed <laughs> in you guys. I def- I really would. Uh, did you have any other um, like? Things you were watching this week that you recommend, or anything you wanted to leave leave the audience with? Uh, I think last time, if I'm not mistaken, I, I think I was talking about Peacemaker and Cobra Kai. Uh, I recommend strongly Cobra Kai. I again, I've been I finished that season when I think I told you guys, and I am still thinking about the show till this day, and then it has been like weeks. Oh, nice! I remember when I finished it, I was telling my wife like I don't know what to do. Like, what do I watch? Like, what do I do? <laughs> I haven't even been able to... Nothing can compare. Yeah, I haven't been able to watch The Witcher just because of that. It just left me oh, in wow. this freaking... In this feeling of emptiness. <laughs> is it because it's like a cliffhanger at the end or it just it resolves so well? No, or what, no, what there is a cliffhanger at the end. And uh, I won't spoil it, but it does... It ends with... I think we had discussed this, but... They write it so well how they connect everything in the past films. It takes you to a place in Okinawa that, you know, they did in Karate Kid 2. And it all, like, comes back. And it's, oh, dude. I can't even, I, I don't want to spoil it. So you're just, like, I, you're just anxious for the next yeah, season. Yeah, yeah that that very, very anxious. Like, I'm excited. I stopped watching season three until season four came out so I can binge it all. And I did, and oh, dude, I was so worth it. I just want to tell you guys that. <laughs> but I feel like wow. this is more for people who uh, uh, like the original stuff. I, I, if you're not a fan of the original movies, my wife is not. 
I try to show her the show and it's it's more for for the fans than it is people who don't like it's their first introduction to it at least in my opinion oh man that's a that's a glowing endorsement right there oh i I was gonna tell you i did watch the first three episodes of peacemaker oh nice nice and it does it does get better it does it's it's fun (laughs) yeah it's a a fun show did you not did you not skip the (laughs) intro right please tell me you didn't no you You can't can't skip skip the intro intro, you can't skip the intro so So funny bro uh and then I've just been watching like uh, it's a new Netflix show called Archive Eighty One. It's like a mystery thriller. Just got into it a couple episodes, and my wife really liked it. She got hooked on it. She likes that type of show, and so I have another show, dude. You know what I started watching? And I did a po- The Bachelor. <laughs> yes, and uh, I <laughs> oh, forgot. I, yeah, it was. I, and it's funny because I had just done an episode uh, of Quotables, is another podcast I'm in with my buddy Lex. We did an episode of The Bachelor, and uh, it was a great episode, really fun. Uh, Jason was on, actually, in the chat with us, right, uh, asking questions. <laughs> but I'm watching that show, and I was watching a little bit of the second the second episode. I haven't finished it. I am enjoying it. I'm not going to lie to you guys. The drama that ensues in that freaking show, it's so much. Uh, it's so crazy. It, it's it's uh, It's a guilty pleasure of mine. Day. you are a, you are a wild man sir that's funny because i uh told my wife that you were doing a review of it and she's like really and i was like yeah you should listen to it she's like i haven't even watched the new season yet so i was like okay go watch it and then you gotta listen to his episode oh, yeah. it's funny i think it's, it's a lot more well, it's a lot more fun if you saw the first episode just because <laughs> the stupid things that we found in the in the you know like the little things about the girls <laughs> their little dislikes you know that they had written down it, it's just it's a silly episode but it's re- it was really fun uh, I, I i i'm excited to talk more about it though definitely and what well, one last thing i i think she started watching it mm-hmm. and uh i was going into the kitchen and i heard her say something like where'd you get that rose <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, Ernie probably knows what she's talking about." Yeah, but I have. Oh, you should it, watch so it, bro. I think you'll. I think you'll like so it. So much drama. Yeah, I mean, that's what the shows are, right? and the way they they paint it on the on the you know on the big screen, the way they show it, so they make it even more dramatic than it is. <laughs> and uh, I, of course, yeah, it's just, it's funny because you know that's just the show. That's just how it is. That's just. I, I enjoy. Your guys' perspective, like the from the male perspective, because you can kind of see through the drama a little bit and like, you know, this obviously this is staged. Yeah, or, yeah. I mean you know, that that type of yeah, thing. Like you know the of drama. Of course. I mean, I we like the show, but we're not uh as we were saying, we're not batches. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we aren't uh, uh we aren't uh avid fans. I mean, I think his girlfriend is and he likes it, but I I mean he was pretty knowledgeable more than I was. I mean, I've seen the show plenty of times but not to the to the knowledge that that man has <laughs> shown in that episode so he it was interesting but i mean you guys should check it out if you like drama stuff like that that's just how it is i mean it's weird i have different f- moods of shows i watch and this is one of them it, it knows its audience for sure all right guys that wraps it up for this episode if you guys had fun definitely subscribe to this podcast and follow us on twitter at watchful tweets or hashtag us at uh, watch closely. We'd love to hear uh, what you thought of the episode or if you have topics that you want us to cover in the next episode, definitely let us know. And uh, Ernie, thank you for joining us on this crazy day. Yeah. I know you had to 
reset up your your setup in yeah. a different location. But thank you. Room. Of course, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. I <laughs> always have a great time doing this podcast. This is one of my highlights of my week. With feeling. Come on. Now. Thank you guys again for tuning in every week and listening to our episode. We do appreciate that. And just like Jason said, definitely tweet at us. Let us know what you guys think about the episodes. Ask us some questions. Me and Jason are on there, and uh, we definitely like conversing with all you guys. I ended up proposing a question that we didn't even put in the <laughs> in the episode, so maybe oh, we'll save true. it for next time. But yeah, and and as always, if you would like to follow me, I'm at Journey J O U E R N I E underscore. Uh, yeah. All right, guys, thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you guys in the next one. Goodbye, guys. <laughs>